Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Forever. Hi, it's Michelle Collins. Good day, good afternoon, morning, good night. Um, Truman Show heads, where you at? It is Michelle Collins. It's Midnight Snack. I'm not going to lie, and I think it's it's important I bring it up at the top, that uh, we're recording this on a Monday. I was very flat this morning. I felt tired. I don't know. I just wasn't feeling on. You know that feeling where you're just not in your element. And uh, I did order some Uber Eats. I got an egg sandwich and a big iced coffee from Guido, who missed the turn to my street. And I do feel better. I choked down that egg sandwich. I'm not joking you. Um, Nathan's hot dog style. I was I in two bites. <laughs> like, you can see the outline of it in my throat hole. I'm joined by, um, this might be a shock to some of you who know him, which is what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you if you happen to personally know my my co-host here, Dan Acton, you might be shocked to know he's on this podcast. Now, why do I say that? He's already dying. Dan Acton, first of all, happy belated birthday, Dan. Thank you. Thanks, Michelle. Dan, who I want you to know, I've raised his profile. 
he has fans. I posted a picture with him uh, Saturday, in fact. And um, someone literally, no one has ever said this about me on my own Instagram. Someone said, I want to make out with Dan Acton. I've maybe like two elderly men, maybe two elderly men have ever like literally commented that for me. Everybody wants a piece of Dan. Anyway. That's so nice. It's just true, Dan. And you look very handsome. You're looking great. Um, Dan, first of all, how was your birthday before we really get into things, before we dig deep? How was your birthday? Uh, it was great. It was such a nice day. Yeah. Um, I was so happy that you could come. Yeah. Um, I thought, I thought it was a great bar. It was and, a, well, uh, it's an interesting, I don't know if you did this on, see at first I thought, oh, maybe you did this on purpose because again, you know, because all your friends are obviously such big fans of this podcast. <laughs> I thought, oh, that's so funny. He had he had it at a bar called the Cardiff Giant, which if you are a true mish head, you know our episode. I think it's literally called the Cardiff Giant. If you've missed it, if you're yeah. new to the podcast, I don't often recommend to go back and listen to old episodes. It probably is one of my favorite episodes that we've done. It's We dig deep on this Cardiff Giant, and I thought, oh, that's so funny that he's... He cares so much about this show that I know that you go to that bar anyway. I do. First of all, I this place was a good hour and 20 minutes away from my apartment. I'm just going to put that out there. I would go anywhere. I'd travel the lengths of the earth for you, Dan. You know that. So it wasn't a problem. He's dying laughing because he knows already. what's coming. He's, he knows what's coming. That's why this is the laughter you hear, listener. This is not... um. This is not a release. This is not like a true relaxed laugh. This is an uptight tense nervous it's on the way it's the the green mile (laughs) i'm really setting this up by the way i'm i knew it i was like so flat i text him i go please let me just eat this egg sandwich and and i'm back baby i'm so back first of all i showed up pretty glamorous i would say what do you think i wore i I wanted my a good look for me yeah yeah you looked great fantastic i had i had i happened to have a date that night i'll bring it up um, so I wanted to, you know, I guess I date. It's like that book we listened to. I'm a dater. Uh, what was it? Uh, how not to die alone. That was a great tip. That was a great yeah. quarantine tip. My friend Dan of this podcast, if you didn't know, he's on this podcast. Well, he told me, hey, listen to a book called How Not to Die Alone. And I did it. So one of the tips is you look in the mirror and go, I am a dater. I've never done that until this second. But it's true. Anyway, it was very glamorous, very done up. So, um, get to the bar. I walk in the bartender. Now I know you're friends with her. So I really had to like, I really had to, <laughs> I really had to bite my you fist. You started in and I was kind of severe. I was, I was you like, were, and I stopped. Fing, finger, I know you start saying something. I was like, finger across my throat. I'm like, no. <laughs> Wait, did I not stop right away? What? I, I stopped right away though. When you did that. You did. You did. You okay. Did, you did. I yeah. listen. I respect yeah. boundaries. Absolutely. I stopped. And by the way, Dan, in case you didn't already know, I respect you. Whether it's a two way street, (laughs) we're going to dig in and find out. (laughs) Anyway, most respect. No, I'll tell you what happens. So people don't think I just like literally fight with everyone. Not only do I not fight with everyone, I literally kiss everybody right on the lips. All right. I come into this bar and this and I'm I'm a little, you know, I'm like an hour late, but, you know, it's like an open. You were there all day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I come in. It's like five o'clock. And I'm just like beelining to the backyard because I know you're there. And the bartender also, to her credit, has a very grovelly voice. So whether she was yelling it at me or just saying it, the voice was harsh. And she went, hey, hey, like that. I swear to I I genuinely scared me. She went, hey, like that. And I I got scared because there was no sign saying stop, at least that I saw. Maybe I I didn't see a sign. Uh, There is a sign. Yeah, but. 
Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I missed the sign. Okay. I was in a you're, mode. You're not, the, you're not the first person that's missed it. It's fine. It's happened with other people, actually. So. Um, Listener, for the record, every person missed it because as I was standing there, every person in chat, <laughs> hey, like she just yelled at everybody. But I felt like with me really yelled hard. And then I do think she mm. uh, felt bad about it because I actually joked. I went, okay, relax here. Like, here's my <laughs> wrist. Here's my head. You know, whatever you need. Yeah. Um, And these other two people were kind of, we were being a bit funny about it. But it just like really, I was also like running there. So I was also tense. Anyway, yeah, yeah. We're in the backyard. Dan has lovely friends. I like how I've not like you said two words. It's like your party. I'm like, the mood was chilly. No, it was a beautiful party. Nice backyard. <laughs> how many people would you say came to celebrate you, Dan? Uh, maybe like 12 or 15. Yeah, was about. It that many? Yeah, I think it yeah, was more that. even over the course of the day, probably. Um, yeah. f- funny enough, uh, ran into a guy I went to college with who I haven't seen literally yeah. in 20 years. Um, my that friend Nat really Jax. Fun. That was nice. But, you know, you have lovely friends. Genuinely, everyone who Dan knows, I'm not just saying it because uh, otherwise I wouldn't say it. I really love every <laughs> person you know I really like. Anyway, we're sitting there and you have this friend, Vanessa. She's so lovely. Who's the other girl on the other side? She's so sweet. Uh, Claire. Claire. We love Claire adorable great, good yeah. good laughers they have a good chuckle yeah. you know i love people like that dan has a great laugh freddie oh frankie freddie wasn't there frankie, frankie. <laughs> who, who who doesn't love frankie i mean just a handsome looking delightful guy yeah. and they said to me so how do you and dan uh, know each other this was a table of dan and please correct me i'm asking you ombuds me if i'm getting any of this wrong and i said well you know dan's on the podcast with me and every person at the table went, Dan has a podcast. No, but listener, I'm not. It wasn't one going. Oh, I didn't. Every person at the party. We did a loose survey. I turned around. Dan was there not a table with like eight people. I went, how many of you knew that Dan was on a podcast? Literally everyone went, Dan's on a podcast. Dan, explain yourself. I, I give you the floor. <laughs> what do you mean um how do they not know it, 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 it i came, promote it, it every never... week i i just really and you know what's funny is now that i'm thinking about it you never share it on your stories go on uh oh do i well all right i'll do don't that. you um... wait don't you you, do, you don't <laughs> allow me to intervene go on listen i'm, I'm sorry it just somehow it never came up so um I mean, I don't really have an explanation for it. I, I uh, certainly will uh, re- reverse course from now a year, on. Almost a year into this, <laughs> he it never came up. Um, I literally, I risk getting 8 to 12 <laughs> likes per post when I post about this fucking podcast. Instagram literally limits it. One week, he can't post the shit in his stories. I'm just saying. I couldn't get over it. I, I literally was like, so none of none of y'all know that we do this once a week. And literally everybody, they were excited. They couldn't wait to listen to you. They went, what? He has never told us. I, I was in shock. Happy birthday to me. Early birthday gift to me, I guess. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, well, I apologize. I, I owe you a birthday apology. Thank you. Um, I'll take and, it. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm printing out flyers today. Uh huh. You better. I, I, how are you planning around. on dropping them across the city? Have you worked that out? <laughs> Propeller plane, Send glider, your Uber guy. <laughs> yeah. my, my Guido, my Uber Eats delivery guy. How dare you bring Guido up? <laughs> Such a nice guy. Anyway, um, 
Well, all right. I'm glad we cleared the air. I'm not actually mad at you because to be fair, you sh- like you do this as a favor to me pretty much. But <laughs> you have you have gotten fans, Dan. People love you. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. I, I love uh, all the fans. That's better. We should do. Yeah, yeah. we should. Uh, we, we should do a meetup sometime. A fan meetup episode. All uh, you the know, fans. Yeah. By the way, you know who won't be there? A single person who knows Dan personally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. Let's do a fan meetup. It's. I'm going to be like, does anyone here? Has anyone met Dan before? People go, wait, Dan has a podcast. The people who listen say it. Anyway, um, well, I had a lovely weekend. I had a great time at your party. It was fun. I It was fun exploring Brooklyn, which is something I really don't do often enough. Yeah, we, well, right across from, uh, right next to Cardiff Giant, we walked out and there was that horse. We don't spoil <laughs> We walked out to take a picture in front in of us. Like, really, wait, okay, I don't want to give too much away, but we walked outside. There was a, a truck with like a horse cart behind it. And I looked at, and actually we were joking because I was meeting someone. So you're like, oh, is he here? It was like a horse that yeah, I yeah. said, yeah, I mean, I, I would love to go on a date with a horse. I'm not going to lie, but it has to be Mr. Ed. Bamboo harvester or bust. That is something I've always said. But anyway, and I just look and we take this picture and my head cranks 40 degrees to the uh, left. And there is the sweetest like cartoon faced horse with like brown bangs i'm very upset we didn't get a picture with that horse that was a big mistake on our part i think we would have had to have paid that guy something about it felt weird i didn't know why it was there to begin with because it was in like the outdoor seating section like i don't don't know it was literally (laughs) having a mimosa at an outdoor (laughs) restaurant next to the cart of giant it was in like an enclosed glass overhang basically yeah and then all these like brooklyn girls are like oh, including me they were like oh my god a horse like everybody was so excited but it made literally made no sense for it to be there and i think i also yeah. kind of came to terms with my feelings about horses because you know that i i don't often like i don't love a horse i find them uh as i often say i find them a little too sexy i think they're like a little too hot you know they're they're a little, a little too, too sh- equus Oh, Equus Pequus, son of Nequus, whatever that line was. I read it once. Um, (laughs) Only one takeaway. Wait, Equus Pequus, son of Nequus? I swear that's a line of Nequus. Anyway, uh, (laughs) I really, my brain really dug deep into the Equus folder for that. Jeez. Anyway, and of course, the Daniel Radcliffe Equus photos. Who can forget those? Those are my two Equus Nexus points. You remember those when he was like naked and everyone freaked out? I freaked out. I was <laughs> too much. I was, uh, yeah, I was driving the charge. Is someone being obsessed with Harry Potter, a deal breaker for you, Dan Acton? Uh, that's a good question. Um, obsessed with Harry Potter? Kind of. Well, they're like good. They're not that good. And, uh, with JK Rowling. Turf. Well, okay. Here's the difference. Like I would go to wherever that theme park is. Like I like a theme park and I would go to the Harry Potter theme park. Me too. That's fun. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. But but I don't need to see like every movie or well I also did see the Broadway show maybe I'm a Harry Potter super wait a <laughs> second really. okay you're off the pod the good news is if this yeah, was no. your if this was your last week none of your friends would even know you'd become you couldn't even complain to anybody about it they're like wait we didn't even know you were on it how upset can you be that you're off of it <laughs> maybe this is like a good week to like 
give you your pink slip, your walking papers. I'm like, you know what, Dan? I would never, <laughs> I would never do that. It's not even funny to joke about. I'm sorry I said it. Um, no, uh, is it a deal breaker? It's funny because like a lot of guys, it's like the office. Like there are just a lot of guys who are obsessed. And I think it's just a certain age range. It's like people in their early 30s, late 20s, who that was their coming of age. Like I, I believe that people love forever the thing that makes made them feel smart when they were growing up so oh, yeah 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 that makes sense i I'm, I'm just thinking about this like the thing that made them realize like oh i can understand things that like are for adults or whatever it is or like yeah big long books you know like i used to read vc andrews which i'm sure now i would read it's like all incest by equus peck with son and equus one of my favorite vc Oops. andrews books <laughs> And I used like flowers in the attic when I read it. I genuinely was like, uh, like you know, in um, in Puss in Boots, like the cat with the eyes, like oh, like, <laughs> yeah, right, like, right. Tracy edit that out. But meanwhile, I'm like, is being obsessed with Harry Potter Shrek not as your breaker? Like I love Shrek. <laughs> it's like wait, you fucking dork. Like yeah. I'm I'm actually awful. Well, I was thinking because I love Seinfeld so much, and I'm like that is also like an annoying personality quirk too. Like loving, yeah, it's, it's you know, I, so it's just being obsessed with things. Is that in itself annoying is the question I pose to you. Yeah, I think so. Because like I can enjoy things like I'll go see the new Star Wars movie or whatever. But yeah. like, um, and I will go to the theme park too. I just like theme parks. Yeah. But hey, by um, the way, I just that you actually said that already. So we get it. You want to? <laughs> I'm joking. Uh... Wow. You know, what I, you know what I was going to say? No, I'm like, wow, a little edgy with Dan today. No, I love you so much. Where is the theme park in Orlando? Uh, the, what, the Star Wars one? Yeah. No, uh, Harry Potter. Oh, I actually don't even know. No. I think it might be in both California and Orlando. I I don't know. know. There's just something about Harry Potter where... I'm not like, I'm not like dying to give J.K. Rowling more money as she like continues to dig deeper and deeper. So It's like her and Ricky Gervais. You know what I mean? The thing with Ricky Gervais is... What's Ricky Gervais doing now? Ricky Gervais had a lot of anti-trans or a lot of transphobia tweets. Oh, yeah. But that's like, I'm not defending Ricky at all, by the way. Um, that's his whole MO. Like that's his whole thing is it's like, you know, it's like how Bianca Del Rio said, you can't cancel the canceled. I don't think Ricky Gervais yeah. like gives a fuck. He's like, look, look, he's sort of his whole thing is being disgusting. So it's like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I guess so. I can't really figure out his thing. Like, Cause somehow he switched from being like, just like a funny guy that like, oh, he's the comedian and has funny TV shows to being like the Andrew Dice Clay of the UK or something. I, Maybe, I, like, but the whole transition. I was like, what? I watched like a recent ish stand up and I was like, oh, and now he's just like an insult comedian. Like, I don't know. He's like, what is little Miss Muffet? No, I don't even know what he would sound like. <laughs> now, listen, uh, I, I don't know why I asked that question. I was just curious because a lot of people, but guys especially, I feel like their personalities are hinging upon uh, like it's like this basic kind of guy like The Office, Harry Potter and stuff. And I'm like the Harry Potter thing for me, it's a little bit too close to being obsessed with Disney, which, you know, I also have like. Ooh, I don't love that. Although yeah. there's something about that that I'm just like, oh, like, and I love going to Disney. I love going to Disney for like a day. Yeah. I'll buy the ears. Like I'm not like a fucking asshole. Yeah, totally. Like I like having fun, but like I get the ears and then I literally come home and do not look at them again for 10 years. Like I forget that I own them yeah, until yeah, I'm cleaning. Yeah, I'm like, oh, the fucking ears. Um, yeah, right. But why I'm saying this is because actually Dan, um, after our fight, no, we didn't have a fight, but after <laughs> uh, your party, I think yesterday you texted me Tell people what you told me. Oh, I said the the you're talking about the new Looney Tunes. Yes, on HBO. Uh, I started watching them. They one 
for me, this is most important. They look great. They look like 1940s cartoons. And I think they're really funny. So Dan told me this. Now, I have a real problem with new, like, I don't like when they have to hire new voices. Because obviously, I, all of us know Mel Blanc. We know, like, the Chuck Jones direction, you know, all of these Looney Tunes staples. And I, for me, Looney Tunes was what I was obsessed with. Like, Muppets, Looney Tunes, that was my shit. Uh, And I think I've talked about this before where I talk about there's your two kinds of kids. You're either a Disney kid or a Looney Tunes kid. And (laughs) the Disney kids, I feel like it's like the more I'm going to say something. I I, literally I think when I did this (laughs) podcast, when I called it Fresh Batch, I did a whole rant on this where to me, Disney is like Christian and Looney Tunes is Jewish. I've talked about this before. Uh, That's funny. That's funny. Uh, Yeah, I see that. Okay. Or, and it, which yeah, is yeah, kind of fucked that. up because Looney Tunes is like horribly violent, but it's also like insulting and like funny <laughs> and everyone is just like out for a laugh. It's like, how do we get to yeah. this joke faster and quicker? Right. Whereas like there are literally no jokes in fucking Disney. I'm sorry. Like I, I look, please tell me yeah, the fun. What's the funny thing in the Lion King? The hyenas. I mean, they're OK, but I'm not lolling. I like old Donald Duck. Yeah, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Donald Duck had his moments. People are like, what the fuck? This is why you don't tell your friends about the podcast. You're like, now that Donald Duck breakdown was strange about like sexy horses, Disney being Christian, Looney Tunes Jewish. But I always really like, to me, Looney Tunes is just edgy. Like, and Muppets. It's so like your show of shows, Sid Caesar. Like it just has that kind of a rhythm to it, you know? Yeah. And so I was very skeptical to watch this new Looney Tunes because uh, anyone doing like, you know, I don't even want to do it, but like, eh, what's up, Doc? Like the new Bugs is. I'm right. like, oh, my ear is like, I can't hear it. Right. <laughs> right and I'm right. not going to lie that it is still taking me some getting used to because like, they're not identical. No. Yosemite Sam in particular needs work. Um, <laughs> this is like my art critic. This is my New York Magazine art yeah, critic know, review of Looney Tunes. But I got to tell you, Dan, <laughs> I got to tell you, listener, I was LOLing. It is hilarious. It really is very funny. <laughs> It's They're very, really funny. very violent. Well, especially the Petunia Pig. Oh. Um, this character that, like, doesn't really even exist, like, was never in the cartoons, I don't think. Just barely. Like, they invented her to prove to everyone that Porky wasn't gay or something. Yeah, like, well, because every like, Porky... Okay. By the way, it's the most... It's literally the most homoerotic cartoon. The first five... <laughs> I texted you that. The first five that yeah. I watched, it's just, like, Porky and Daffy holding hands, like, kissing on the lips, which is great. Uh, Yosemite Sam is truly, like, one of the, like, village people. He's buff as shit. He's, like, so... Yeah, he's constantly has his clothes. He's always naked in this... <laughs> beautiful hard big ass i'm like all right who's writing this thing i mean it's fine (laughs) but like truly i'm like oh this is the most homoerotic cartoon i think i've ever seen so petunia was brought into beard porky basically and yes but they gave her her own cartoon in this series and it literally felt like watching true romance all over again like the james gandolfini scene with patricia (laughs) arquette in the bathroom they kick the ever-loving shit out of petunia i mean she is a a goner in it don't you think yeah, it was really funny. I don't know. I was surprised how violent it got. And I love her uh, character that she's just like. Uh, so happy. Doesn't. Yeah, she's just like fine getting hit by cars. She's literally and, literally uh, trounced upon and she's like, oh, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, wait, that's terrible. She, yeah, she's totally know. fine yeah, with getting hit. Okay, wait. Yeah, there are a few things where like, wow, are they allowed to do this? Like, it, it's it is. It, kind of edgy actually it, it's it. edgy it's good do you watch oh, i'll ask this before we go we have a great guest on today do you uh watch mayor of east town no uh-huh all right well let me tell you this that um 
The second my um, deep uh, facial wrinkles start to show up, I'm buying a one-way ticket to East Town, baby, because I'll tell you this, Kate Winslet is like 75 years old. Every guy wants to fuck her on the show. And I she's a beautiful girl. And she's Kate Winslet, for God's sake. But also, they really make her look like shit on it. Like, she just looks her age, to her credit. Like, it's a real actor moment. And literally yeah. every fucking guy in Easton is like, I just want to be here with you. I'm like, wait a minute. What's happening? What's in the water in Easttown? I'm going to get a lot of shit for that, but I'm just going to say it. It's my truth. Allow me to say it. Um, it's good. People are like, love, 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 loving it. I like it. Mm. I'm watching it every week. It's very depressing. So I think that, again, I'm just like oh. a different kind of, I'm built differently. Like, if shows don't have any laughter in it, if there's not like a single gag in a show, something... I'm yeah. like, how do these people laugh? Like, Are they going to go to Toontown, USA? Like, how do they have fun? <laughs> Six Flags? I'd watch the mayor of Toontown. <laughs> well, that's our time. Listen, maybe it's best your friends don't know. <laughs> mayor of Toontown. <laughs> that's hilarious. Dan Acton, you're a delight. I love you so much. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you so much, Michelle. I'm very grateful <laughs> to have you on this podcast and in my life, Dan. So, Thank you for I'm being so here. I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you. Uh, what about me in your life? Just kidding. Follow Dan at <laughs> Dan. I, I'll kill. I'll kill him. Dan underscore Acton. Um, you can buy his mask motels. Uh, you know, whatever you want to do. Dan, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> righty. Bye. bye. <laughs> I am just over the moon. I asked our guests to do the show. I don't know, like two weeks ago, I was like, Rachel, come on the show. Yes. And, and you just said, yes, you really are a light. You are hilarious. You're so lovely um, and very successful. And really, I like to see people I like become successful. It hurts when you don't like the person. Then it's like, fuck. But you, I love. So I'm like, this is great. So funny. You can follow her on Twitter at Rachel Feinstein. It's Feinstein. Yeah, because I know I'm like a yeah. huge fan. What do you like to say? It's Feinstein. Yeah, I I, uh, I never correct anybody because I feel like my name is so actively heinous. It's like, what's the difference? Feinstein, Feinstein, who cares? But yes, it is Feinstein. It's not a hot name, so I don't, I don't really care. However people want to say it. Well, it's funny because I just watched, as I am known to do once a week, my cousin Vinny. And with Sam Rothenstein, he gets pissed because in the South, I think they said Stein, something like that. So I could see you getting a little testy about it. I'll just say it. So I'm happy. You're yes. Nice. No, some people care about things like that. I don't. I'm like, my, my father used to call me Roxanne sometimes when he was angry, just and he had no kids named Roxanne. So after that, it's like, whatever. <laughs> he would just when he would yell, he'd be like, oh, damn it, Roxanne. Not me. Only angry. Only angry. If he was pissed or maybe if, if he was like in a rush or, or anxious, he also called my brother Justin Jason a lot. Yeah. He'd be like, Jason, get over here. <laughs> Do you think that that's because he, because my mom used to fuck everything up too, not with our personal names, I'll be honest with you, yeah. but um, like my brother went to the University of South Florida and every family member thought he went to Florida State University, which I was actually convinced because it's a better school. My mom like accidentally made the mistake, you know, yes. uh, but is, is it something about Jewish parents who just, they're not into the details. I feel like my parents were not strict in that like uh, Instagram mom kind of way where they had schedules for the kids and it's very no. free flowing. No. Oh my God. We had none of that. Like, no, yeah. there was no structure. My mom was like, I had like, you know, aggressively liberal Jewish parents. So when I moved to New York, when I was 17 with this guy and his bands called Dick sister, my mom was like on the front lawn in like a dashiki with no follow-up questions. Like she should have <laughs> been like, no, you can't do that. But she was like, terrific. What a feminist. <laughs> 
Al Sharpton is there. I'm just like, I love that Al supported Dick's sister from the beginning, Rach. And that's really why we adore him. Um, Did you go to school in New York or you came here just at 17 to perform? I just came here at 17. I was like a, you know, wild moron in school. So there was no even talk of me going to college. I was, I would get D's and F's and barely got out of high school. So I just moved here and I'm with Dick's sister, but I didn't have a goal. I just, my goal was just to follow Dick's sister yeah, how'd that go? Uh, you know, he just kept dumping me. He would, I would convince him to undump me, and then he would redump me. But eventually, it got me here. Like, thank God for Dick's sister, because then I moved to New York, and and did some nannying, and like eventually started stand up. Well, how old was this? How old was Dick's sister? He was like at least four years older. It might have been illegal. Now that I'm thinking, I, I'm just that's what I'm asking about. <laughs> it was illegal. For you. It was concerning. All right. Mm-hmm. But, my mom, yeah, she didn't really have many questions. She was just like, I love it. Listen to your voice. Fantastic. I'm like, See, do you need have- an address or anything? <laughs> we did have different moms then because mine was um, of the Jewish, like I think had a lot of Holocaust guilt as most yes. of us do. And for me, it was very much like I was not allowed to be fun in high school. You know what I mean? I could go every now and again. I couldn't really take the car. I was also younger than everyone. So I was always treated in like a babier way, which was frustrating. So it wasn't like we had itineraries and things after school, things like that. But I also didn't have like a ton of freedom, I feel, you know. So you so you get like you would get grounded. What would you get in trouble for? Like what would be something? You want to know the time I really got the shit kicked out of me? This is actually it's going to make you laugh because it's me trying to be a better person. And my mom like going that <laughs> I got an internship uh, senior year at this magazine in Miami called Ocean Drive, which was like I don't even know if it exists anymore, but at the time, Height of Miami in the 90s was like the chicest magazine, huge pages, like W Magazine. And I was the first high school student to ever get an internship there. And I was so excited about it. I didn't drive at the time because I just turned 16. So my mom was like, "Um, I'll drive you there twice a week. I'll have a coffee. You go do your internship and then I'll just take you home. Well, Rachel, this happened once. (laughs) And my mother, who is like, and I hope they don't listen to this podcast, but I don't know if they do or not, but... She is, I believe, has some disorder. I won't diagnose, but something oh, yeah. is fucked up for My sure. My parents, too. There's a cocktail of stuff going. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, an unmedicated and beyond psychotic. And she goes, I got in the car. She goes, I can't do it again. Now, I had, like, signed paperwork. You know, it was like, it wasn't like overnight they said, oh, you know, come on over. It was like a process to get it. And after the first fucking day, she was like, I can't do it. That's and I horrible. Said, you know, and I said, you know, you, you promised me that you could, I was excited about it. Thinking about it now, cause internships, we all know are bullshit anyway, like right. unpaid, you know, slave labor basically. But at the time I was like, ugh, you know, really upset. And when I got mad about it, instead of like understanding it and going, I'm really sorry, whatever we got into such a, it was the only time I ever ran away from home. Actually, it makes me almost sad talking about it. It's funny. Yeah. I ran away, um, which was funny cause we lived mm. along the water and I like ran to the end of this like pier almost and like <laughs> sat. It was very, very dramatic. Um, I, I still hate her for it. Anyway, what else? No, I, 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 I hear you. Mother stuff is never done. Yeah. I, I it's ran tough. away too once. Yeah. I said, where I, did you mom- go? What my friend had like an aunt that uh, she said would like she always I mean, she was not OK. She was like that boozy aunt that she would always read her energy and stuff. Her name was Pam. And she was just like, you can come live with me. You have Arctic energy or something that made no sense. She was like, <laughs> you're not supposed to be in school. You have a free Arctic energy. Just come live with me. And I remember she would dance a lot to Duran Duran and just kind of pass out drunk and then do like a quick energy reading um, for us. So she told us <laughs> we could live with her in Pennsylvania. 
She would visit sometimes and uh, she had like a guy, some guy that she would hook up with in the military, like near DC. We would go over there and she would just kind of dance in like an open robe. I remember her robe had no tie. Oh God. And yeah, there was a sadness to Pam, but she was like, just live with me. So yeah, we just, we ran away, me and my friend one day. My mom had walked in on me French kissing a Michael J. Fox poster and I told her I was cleaning it. It was one of the lower points of my life. I, by the way, <laughs> I'm genuinely going to faint because he also was one of my first crushes. But that is two. Oh, Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Yeah. Fox, Alf and the um, Reverend on Amen were my first three. I agree. Like, there was moments. a sensuality to Alf. I agree. Was this, oh, by the way, 100 percent. There, he was so funny. He was like a little, I mean, I was like five or six years old. I had my stuffed animal. I would sit yes. in front of Alf and be like, I fucking love Alf. Like it was like past, like thinking he was funny. I was like, I felt things for Alf. It's just true. Yeah, I agree. I Thank think you he for was accepting very, I found him arousing as well. I couldn't put my finger on it until you just said that though. I'm like, yes, he was a very arousing figure, Alf. I mean, much like Dick's <laughs> sister, he did have a dicky nose. Like the nose was a little dick-like. Think about it. Um, ribbed for her pleasure. You know, there were moments with Alf. And you know that there was like a little person in there who never got his or her day in the sun. And that bothers me because someone was in Alf no, and doing all I that know. shit. You know what? We never do think about that hidden. And they're probably just vibrating with, soaked with depression. Because uh, that's a even hard alive. life. If oh they're God. even, yes, they're probably not. You're right. I would be on a plethora of drugs if I was just had to hide inside of a, of a hot costume all day and do fun loving things I didn't get credit for. That's painful. Like getting zero respect when you're Alf. But going back exactly. to making out with the um, the Michael J. Fox poster, she yeah she walked in and she was yeah. like, um, I told her I was cleaning it. And she goes, Oh please, I lived in California in the 1960s, which she said to everything for some. No, we don't know what that means, but she California's everybody like that. She'll do it at That's a hilarious. restaurant. Yeah, she'll be like, oh, take your time to the waiter. I lived in California in the 1960s. I'm like, no one knows where to place that. Was she in Topanga Canyon? Like, where was she in California? San Fran, what area? Probably Sedona, because my my mom Mm. will have a piece of jewelry on. Somebody will compliment you. Oh, this, like she's forgetting. This is from Sedona. (laughs) It's like a turquoise skull. Like weighing the blouse down. She's like, oh, this. I forgot I had it on Sedona. (laughs) This thing that's covering my entire left tit, this is... (laughs) But uh, yeah, we we had had a few weird moments before that, just like things that embarrassed me. And I just kept I wasn't really going to school. I really just wanted to be free and go live with Pam. And um, my mom found out uh, she got a tip. I still don't know who her tip was. She had somebody working on the inside. And then she started driving after us. And I remember she was teaching low impact aerobics at the time. And she had her aerobics outfit on. (laughs) <laughs> and she was just like chasing. We made it like, I mean, it, you know, there was a profound sadness to our attempts. I think we made it like, you know, 12 blocks or something. And then my mom was screaming at me with her. I remember she had her kitchen gloves on. She always had like one yellow kitchen glove. And she's like, That's Rachel. Like Louis- yes. <laughs> I'm like, why do you have an aerobics outfit and just one rogue kitchen glove? That was like the superhero mom apparel. Although my, I've never seen my mother in exercise gear. We actually, it's funny because there's a Jewish mom stereotype. And now you yourself are a Jewish mom, which we'll talk about. But I feel like people think of like Wendy on the Goldbergs, you know, that kind of an overbearing. I'd say my mom was closer to that. She's also from Israel. So there was also like a militariness about my mom. That's intense. Yeah. And they're strong. Those, I feel like there's like a strength there, right? Oh, yeah. Like an intense strength. It's the reason I'm the way I am, because I think that I took a little bit of that, too, you know, where it's you're not going to walk on me, you know, this kind of like 
defensiveness really that I just was raised with almost where, Mm -hmm. you know, not letting people take advantage of you or sticking up for yourself. Um, I wouldn't say it's like full Karen-y, like ask for the manager kind of thing. But my mom, it sounds to me like yours was more chill, California, Sedona. My mother would ask for the manager at Publix, I'd say three out of seven visits. The manager (laughs) would be coming over. Always had something to complain about. Very mm-hmm. charming. People loved her. Very glamorous. But I always wanted a bit of that chip, though, because my mom just would always make me. She would always excuse everything everyone did by, you know, some cult for some cultural reason that she would introduce into mm-hmm. any, you know, because she had that guilt, that, like liberal guilt. But if she took it so far that it was like, yeah, I never learned to have like boundary. And I, but I feel that from you. There's like that strength. Like I feel it. I want to put it- that out there. Rachel, I'll teach you how to do it. It's really like wear black turtlenecks in May, which is what I'm wearing okay. right now. Um, that's uh, a yeah. first step. This was a laziness moment. I was just like, I, I can't. I'm I'm half dead. Mondays are always hard. Your so, like, skin is funny. amazing. What do you your skin is like really glowy? What is happening? You're very kind. Um, my skin, I realized yesterday I was hungover and I had a quesadilla and then had one of the worst stomach aches of my life. And I realized that unconsciously I've just not been eating dairy really. Like I've been having not even out of a diet thing. Just I don't buy food really. I order everything in, and I'm not getting like milky things. I don't really get. Everybody cheese. says that that has like really good skin, and I had wild, aggressive, like debilitating acne. Like I should have been hospitalized for some of the zits I had. <laughs> some of they were oh, really. No. I'll text you a picture you can show later. I mean, and you're just you'll be like, how did you keep going after that moment? Like. I had landmines on my face. What did you do to get rid of it? I had a friend who was a gorgeous girl who had poor thing, like just the worst skin. And I think eventually she got on birth control and it did help clear it up. But what did it for you? Because you have nice skin now. I, would I went on Accutane like three times. I still have troubled skin, but I went on Accutane like three times. I went on a lot of stuff. Um, nothing really totally did it. If I drink a lot of water, you know, don't get it drunk helps. as much. I'm also hungover. But the dairy thing is important, you know? I And by the way, I was so pissed after this, like, disgusting lunch that truly made me feel sick. I'm like, now I'm going to wake up. And I did. I do have, like, a bit of a breakout. I get a lot oh, of God. neck things. I just have a lot of issues. Rach, also, I have a Zoom filter on. You know, this is... Oh, yeah, her. yeah. I got to do that more. I got to put that thing. I don't even know how. I'm very vain. And I'm... Well, I want to do all those things. But I just forget. Do you delve into, like, Botox and things like that? Have you delved a little bit? Because I definitely I, do. I want to, I want to get like, I want to learn stuff and do little tricks and, and things. I do a lot of um, chemical peels and like microdermabrasion and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And that helps that that does help my skin, but my, some people just, you're born with that. Like your skin, I can tell. I mean, that's not, I'm not going to like, you know, try some jelly cleanser and get what you have. No, no, no. The jelly cleanser isn't, I actually hate, I, you just said two words. I hate so much. Jelly cleanser. Hate that. I hate anything that's like oily or, you know, those cleansers where just take mm-hmm. eye makeup off. I hate eye makeup remover. Always gets my contacts all fucked up. Can't do it. Um, I'm a big Botox fan. I was told not to go more than three or four times a year, which I was like, good to know. So like three times a year, get it. You know, I have no issue with it. At this point, we're all dying. I'm like, look, if it's bad for me, everything is bad. Like yeah. I'm drinking coffee out of a plastic cup. People tell me that there's like a credit card of plastic coursing through my veins. Fine. You know, I'm I'm OK with toxicity, I think. Yeah, I don't give I feel I feel the same. Yeah, I'll try anything and I'll do anything and I'll do yeah. it all. Why not? But but I definitely feel like when you grow up a certain way, like you that all that stuff stays. And then there's some guy named Mr. Uh, Twat Waffles on Twitter that's always like attacking me or saying something. Why do I care? His name is Mr. Twat Waffles. You don't block people like that? Like right away? I do. 
I blocked him, but then I went on YouTube and I saw a comment and I see, this is the problem. I can't read this stuff, but I do, I get, I'll get deep in there. There's a guy, Trot Waffles, he'll be like, yeah, he'll say something devastating. And then people, I feel like people will make friends over hating me. Some guy will like, give like, oh yeah, they'll give him a tip. Look, she also has a man voice. I do have a man voice, but it's like, whatever. By the way, I if do. you have a man voice, I'm like the ghost of Michael Clark Duncan. Because I, <laughs> when I hear my voice, truly, I think to myself when I hear it, I can't believe that anybody like goes out with me. Like I can't even listen to myself. But people will say, oh, you have a great voice for radio. And I think you have a lovely voice. I think it's better than having a high-pitched voice. But you don't strike me as a deep voicer, I'll be honest. Oh, thank you for saying that. There's a lot I of really mean it. And I can't read this stuff. What am I doing to myself? There's another guy on Instagram and he DMs me like... Uh, meals he wants to make for me like oh, and I'll just be nice. like I just want to feed you and he makes me feel better after twat waffles has hurt me even though he's equally obviously unstable but uh, I think they you know it's funny you I have a lot well I have respect for you no matter what but I have a real respect for comics women who um put up with those kind of uh men who literally exist just to put you guys down and I know that you've seen it with a lot of your friends who perform I will tell you that as a very sensitive person, I will remove myself from situations where I can tell that the, you know, fans or the listeners or whatever are super brutal. I I can't explain it to you. I just, I don't know how genuinely you do it. Even getting up on stage, like at the cellar, as an example, which to me is, uh, it's an amazing, it's a legendary club here in New York, but I know that I would be intimidated because it's such a rough crowd and it is a very male dominated place. Did you ever have any reservations about going there or anything that you've done in your career with that, keeping that in mind? Um, yeah, but it's like, I did, but I didn't have other skills. Like I, that was it for me. So it's like, it's like, I would love to be one of those people that was like about to be a doctor, but I made this noble decision to leave it all for the arts. But stand up was like, once I started stand up, and I was nannying and and slowly trying to get more into stand-up, I would just hurl my body where I got the gig. And there was many things that were traumatizing about it. You know, I would read the email on the way down. And I, my brother said like, I I mean, as the plane was landing is what I mean. And uh, my brother said, I called him up once and I was like, "Um, where's Wisconsin? He said it was one of the best questions he's ever, he's like, you would call me with the most insane questions when you started stand-up. And he was like, I would just pick up the phone. My brother was like working at Pfizer my ADD was so bad. I was like shedding oh. debit cards and I would just go to his place and like, can I write over this nanny check for you? You know, cause I, cause I didn't have a bank account. Like I couldn't get it together. And, I, yeah. and he said one day I was just like, where's Wisconsin? He was like, is she okay? Like I, I wasn't, <laughs> I was in active danger, I think for many years, wow. but I, but it's just like, you get there, you read some weird heinous email, you know, I mean, I talk about this on stage, then some sex offender picks you up in the airport half the time. You don't know who these people are, but um, so I had reservations and fears, but then you just kind of like do it. I mean, uh, yeah, but there's a lot of parts of it. And I wish I could say that none of these things bother me that people say to me. But, you know, you catch me on the wrong oh. and it very, yeah, it haunts me. <laughs> oh, by the way, of course, you would yeah. you would actually be abnormal if it didn't hurt your feelings. I say this as myself, like if you yeah. don't think being on some of the shows that I'm on where the fans are literal like basement dweller, you know, they just exist to insult women, especially it's, it's, um, it's horrible. It's a really bad feeling. And I, I feel like 
uh, you know, you kind of have to remove yourself from it a little bit. I, I have no qualms these days blocking anybody. I'm like, look, if you want to come here and be shitty, I'll either restrict or block. And that's it on Twitter too. It's very, no, tough. I do. I do block. I just then find it somewhere else and I have to not read any of it. I really can't go to bed cause it's all just nonsense. Yeah. But like, I, I definitely, and there's certain things that'll get to you more than I, like I've had crazy stuff happen. I've had a soft taco thrown at my tittage. Sorry, what I've does that mean? Bottle th- Some guy threw a soft taco at me. Oh, I thought, you said a, <laughs> I thought you said a sock taco and genuinely was so horrified by the thought of just someone shoveling tacos in a sock. They threw a soft taco at your tit. What a waste. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. There's a sadness to that fall, too, because at least it made a noise. Like, I feel like somebody might have jumped up <laughs> to protect me, but it was just a stupid, like, soft taco wow. that just kind of spilled off my dumb can. And I was playing at the... Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you could say Canada, the singular, whatever. I was playing at the, it was like some college in Vegas and I was in front. They wanted, the thing is the students wanted to make hot pockets and I was standing in front of the hot pocket station. So they weren't as much mad as me at me as I was an impediment to them wanting to microwave their hot pockets, which is good reason to throw a soft taco at someone's tit. You've completely changed my world in that. I went to a, I don't even know what a hot pocket station is as such a fan of a hot pocket. I don't know. You can make your own. I'm like, wait, I went to some shitty ass liberal arts school where they made like, you know, our food situation was not great. Rachel, I want to continue our chat and I want to dig deep, but I know that we're not going to have time this episode. So, uh, come back on Thursday. We're going to have part two out with Rachel Feinstein. Follow Rachel. Yeah, I want to get into it with you. I don't know. I want to hear more about you at 17 in New York. That's really what I'd like to dig into. Follow Rachel on Twitter at Rachel Feinstein on Instagram at Rachel Feinstein underscore. I don't love that for you. We're going to talk about that, too. I need. I don't know what to do. I need that gone. We're going to talk. We're going to get to it. Also, watch. um, Rachel, you have so many stand up specials. Which would you tell people to like beeline to first? Uh, maybe only horse wear purple. That's my hour special. Um, and that's uh, available on Amazon. I think iTunes. It's a Comedy Central special, but nobody has. I don't know who has Comedy Central on demand. So it's it, a variety of places. Really are the best and funny. And we'll have you back in just a couple of minutes. Thank you. I can't wait. This has been a Forever Dog production. Midnight Snack with Michelle Collins is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Gabe Lopez. Cover art by Ben Wiseman. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash team, And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear this show every single day, go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things, mishcall, M-I-C-H, C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye guys.